from Willoughby Avenue in Brooklyn, New York, this is episode six of New Problems, the spiritual gift of encouragement. Today is not my day. It's not a day I'm going to tell my kids about for any real reason. The New York Mets have lost five straight games. I just finished my dinner, which was a bowl of yogurt with Raisin Bran Crunch mixed in. There are four empty bottles of various flavors of seltzer surrounding me on the floor on the carpet. And honestly, I just wish I had another seltzer. I did laundry today. For that, I am grateful. I watched an episode of The Next Generation. And then I watched part two. Those were the highlights. All this to say, whatever comes next in this podcast, please receive it with peace and love. Because it was not written and spoken with a whole lot of positivity. Here's the story. I visited a new church yesterday. It's the first of what will be a lifetime of post-pandemic first. When the first concert comes, that'll be a great day. When the first time back at the movies comes, that'll be a pretty great day. This was not one. This is the heartbreaking first. This is the inevitable. Wow. Here's where we are. It's hard to explain this, but I do not believe my church exists. There are people I care about and who care about the church who are lovingly and thoughtfully and professionally entrusted to keep the church going, and they're doing so, and I appreciate and I'm grateful for that work but whatever that church is I don't believe it exists anymore and I have to be a Christian with other people which means I have to be in a church I've never been to before going through anything the first time is weird enough it's not easy but there's something about church that to do it for the first time again is brutal because if you've actually locked into the community you'll really understand that church is really demanding you give your time you give your affection you give your money your sense of spiritual direction You give your confessions, your emotions, you make friends, you find enemies, you find enemies, you make family. It's a lot. It's week after week of being in a place that is such a gift, but takes a lot from you. It gives so much, and so this is a massive loss. Losing a church during a pandemic for no real reason, except there's the feeling that it does not exist anymore, is really hard. 
So that's me today on the floor with the seltzer. I heard from a Buddhist teacher that grief is love with nowhere to land. Maybe the empty bottles are filled with the love I don't have anywhere to pour in. So they'll join the paper bag by the closet with the other dozen bottles I've had this weekend. It's a lot, but here's where we are. You know, I'm guessing that most people who practice Christianity have been to multiple churches before. This is just how it is. They've been through this. They've had their favorite youth pastor leave. They've gone to college. They've moved to a different city. You move from your tribe to join a new tribe, and then you move again. These things happen. This was a thing that probably at some point had to happen to me. But that doesn't make it easier, though, because now I'm just a guy showing up to a new place like it's square one. No friends, no reputation, no one excited that I'm there, no one expecting anything. I'm just a body six inches away from other bodies around super enthusiastic volunteers in neon green shirts. They're all one bright blur of Christian positivity, which is fine. But there's a hand over my face because I'm just not here for it. Because there's a space where I think I should be. There's just the space that I just showed up and sat and learned week after week. This is the place where I asked my questions and doors were open. I have a knowledge of God now because once upon a time, I don't even remember, I Google mapped church on a really bad day and there was one closest to me that had the right coffee. Just me in a seat four years ago. But now it's different. This is family. This is the place where I go at 7.30 on my Wednesday mornings and I see my girlfriend come in at 7.40 and there's just that realization. You're just in your place. This is the place where I play drums for the first time after a lifetime of air drumming. There's me on stage pounding out, come to the altar. It was fun. It was fun. Man, I got baptized in this place. In a crowd filled with old friends and high school friends and church friends. And so many eras of my life witnessing their favorite prodigal. Babble to the crowd about how unbelievable it is to be getting baptized in a Los Campesinos sweatshirt. This is where I spent my Thursday nights working with preteens and young ones praying and praying to God that they wouldn't break one of the chandeliers playing football. These are where I spent Sunday nights on a prayer rug or with the prayer team praying for, being prayed with. These are spaces that you find in your life. They're just spaces of rest where you can be yourself and anticipate being more than you ever realized was possible. It's the gift of having a space to grow in the awareness of God, 
to remember why you're born and to remember all that you've been given and discover all you have to share. And I share it with these people who are sharing so much with you is special. And that's what makes it family. So yesterday was square one, day one. I'm in the back of Restoration Plaza on a 90 degree day being asked no questions all together. It's just me. My roommate was really wise. I told her um, a half hour before heading out what I was doing and how I was feeling. I was nervous. I was not into it. She said, Rob, just don't be standoffish. I instantly got defensive. We've never done anything ever before. How do you know if I'm standoffish in social situations? Rob, you didn't speak to me for months when I moved in. Yeah, she's right. I forgot that. Because ultimately, whether you're the new roommate or the new church, I'm always going to be the same way. These aren't scenarios where I'm meant to shine. I'm just a middle child. I'm kind of above it all, but only because I'm probably insecure and I'm a weirdo that drinks a lot of salsa and sleeps in a thermal in August. No one's asking for me to be there. And it sucks that I'm forced to. But I was there and it was church. And I'm grateful for it. It's a production. It's a production to put on a service in a pandemic. And I'm grateful to the leaders and the organizers and everyone who made that event possible. It's not my church, but then again, we're always invited to partake. And I'm grateful for that. And it's not like I'm a newbie anymore. Church isn't a thing I'm discovering. I'm watching and noticing and I have opinions and I'm comparing it's just so hard to love something when you're comparing it with something else but this is the first date after a breakup and when you realize it just feels so late in life to be on a first date again and yet here we are but I'll say this I may be in the back but I'm not there empty-handed Here's the story. In the Bible, Jesus' disciples go to their rabbi and ask him to send the mob away because they're going to need food. Jesus gets sassy. You feed them. They're concerned. They look around, do a scan, and in their inventory discover they have five loaves and two fish from a little kid's lunch. And it happens that that's enough. And so when I think about yesterday, I tell myself, or I am told, Robert, you are the kid in the crowd. You are alone. You are not empty handed. I don't know where I'll end up next week and next Sunday. I don't know where I'll be this time next year but i will go into every room in every church i will be in the back and sit with the awkwardness and the grief and the cynicism i will be a nobody 
who has traded a lifetime of piano lessons for a first one with a saxophone and I have nowhere to begin, but I'm bringing my lunch with me. You know, on Saturday night, I found the website and I gave them $100. No questions asked. I'm going to recognize productions cost money and a church is a thing that is invested by the people and I don't need to earn the responsibility to be accountable for the direction that we're called to share. I'm going to give my $100. I look at the weather forecast and I pray to God, God, keep the wane away. Halfway through the service, I went into the supermarket next door and I came back with some grapes and two bottles of salsa. And I share it with the stranger next to me. Because church isn't church just because I'm satisfied with what I'm receiving. Church is church because I understand that these are the people around and these are the people, therefore, that I'm sharing with. I just no doubt your 2020 is taking away a lot from you. You will find yourself back on square one and it will suck. But you do not go into square one without something to share. You do not have to go and do a miracle. You do not have to fall in love at first sight. You do not have to ignore the needs you're feeling and you do not have to ignore the grief you're feeling. You can be aware of everything you've lost, but don't ever believe that you're empty handed. Whatever you have left is not for you to hoard like a memento from another life. What you have is active. It's powerful even if it's just a bunch of grapes on a 90 degree day. There is never a room you don't walk into where you don't have something someone needs. Bring your lunch, share.